Studies have shown that direct earball advertising is three halves more effective than either video or print. So whether it's out on a run with Raph or falling asleep with Phillies, your highly targeted message could be right here. Talk to me at dan at selected.sesamers.com. If you're just joining us, listeners, which I know you're not, I'm sitting in with Boris Feldhausen. Feldhausen. Feldhausen von Zanten. Feldhausen yes. von Zanten. Some name, some Dutch guy whose name I've, ne I've never gotten right. It's just Boris. I'm sitting just in with Boris. just Boris today, and we're getting drunk you together. You know I'm Boris on Twitter and Boris on Instagram. That's just for the end of the podcast when I tell people right. where to find you. Don't yeah. tell them in the beginning <laughs> where to find you. One question I did forget to ask you, and this one also comes from Ben Constantini, and he wanted to know, how do you keep the culture of the mm. next web alive when the, you know, when working from home, remote events are the new normal? How do you keep people engaged? How do you yeah. do it? Well, that's a great question. And uh, when I've been asking myself as well so so the the interesting thing is that everything you're you're known to do all, all the usual stuff starts with well if you want to improve the culture the first thing you do is you put everybody together and then you do a thing right but that's the exactly the thing you can do so uh, we're doing a lot of the normal stuff so like company drinks and presentations and, and we do it all online and there was even like a dance event where everybody had their camera on and and so uh, like a bunch of stuff but one of the things uh, i i did recently i i explained to people that the friday drinks seem like a group thing but really what it is is a, it's a usually it's a one-on-one -on -one thing, right? So you go mm. to company drinks, you drink a little bit, and then you end up standing in one corner with one or two other people and you gossip, right? Or you complain, or you just- About you Boris, open right. Up. Yeah, yeah, right, complain about me, <laughs> whatever. Or you have a personal conversation about something that's bothering you in your private life. It doesn't really matter, right? But it's just chit chat and it's much more on a personal level. So. So one of the things I said is uh, like, just take a moment, feel free at any point to just DM anyone else in the company and just chat, right? Do it during working hours, just waste time on having a personal connection because that's really sort of what makes the company feel like a, a pleasant and, and safe place to be when you have these personal connections. So I think, so the answer is, not this specific thing, but sort mm -hmm. of think about what are the things that 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 makes that, that sort of yeah makes your company unique or different from other companies so unique uh, and 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 try to see how you can translate that to what you're doing right now. But it's 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 hard. Like yeah. I, I I wish I had a like the definitive solution to this, but it's just okay. So that's internal, right? That's in the company. Yeah. The next web, those of us who are event junkies, who mm -hmm. loved coming to Amsterdam every May, how do you keep that community alive? I mean, how are your community right. managers doing it? Um, so I think, I, I don't think that's that's the hard part, actually. I think that's interesting that you're translating. Do you think that mm. was 
that is what the question was about, like sort of the, the connection with the audience? I think it's yeah. both because he's saying they're working from home, right? So yeah. that's the internal, that's the yeah. uh, the, the managerial aspect mm-hmm. and and the remote events. So I, yeah. I, I would say it's a two-part question. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think what, I think the answer is sort of the same. So mm. I, I think, um, so our conferences, uh, we try to make them as professional as possible, but then kept them as personal uh, um, and and as close to to I, I think our personality as possible and that was often sort of the opposite of professional so the example is that for years Patrick and I in the breaks would go into like the business floor and collect like the stress balls and the free beers and the t-shirts and stuff and then after the break we would go on stage and we would throw all the free stuff into the audience and sometimes like like hard right we throw them hard like like see how far a stress back ball row would go yeah yeah and i remember one day patrick had like a bunch of oranges and and he sort of said to the room all right i'm gonna throw these all the way in the back so pay attention and so he, he threw one like all the way in the back. And, and uh, then after the show, somebody came up to us and he said, hey, guys, you, 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 you really should never do that again. <laughs> because there was a guy sitting there on his laptop and I just caught it like in front of his face. And it would have really hurt if you were, And that would have been awful. Ooh. And I think these things, uh, which are awful, <laughs> are also sort of what makes us different from other events, right? We, right. like at the beginning of the conferences, we say, um, we have a conference today, inspiring speakers, net networking, but the party is just as important. We're not gonna like fake saying, oh, it's all about the business and then harsh, harsh about the party. No, the party is like an important part because you'll have a drink, you'll loosen up, and that's how you really meet people that you're gonna do business with in the future. That's funny that you say that because any conference organizer who has ever asked my opinion, do not skimp on the coffee. I don't want to have mm-hmm. to wait for more than five minutes to get a coffee Yeah, because I want to meet somebody in the queue, but I don't want to be there for half an hour and spend as much money as you possibly can on the party because no deal sure. has ever been closed in a conference room. Or right? so. I've never closed. Yeah. I've never closed a deal listening to Guy Kawasaki. Yes, it's great to listen to Guy Kawasaki, yeah. but yeah. damn it, Patrick Boris, take me to the Fabrique. Let me yeah. get seven drinks in me, and then I will bam, 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 bam. I'll and close all those people. deals. Yeah, yeah, true. Of course, that's true. Yeah. Of course, and it's not even closing the deals, right? It's uh, that's yes. where you make the connections that will end up into relationships. That will, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't have the sign me app on your phone, motherfucker. I was closing deals on the dance floor. I was like, so you want me for your next event? Yeah, just sign right here. Oh, you're drunk. I don't give a shit. Sign it. Okay. Did I? Oops. Did I put an extra zero after that? Oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> But it's true. So, so these are the things. So, and and the same goes for online. So, if, if you're just gonna like translate the thing one on one, that's not gonna work. So, you gotta reinvent yourself. But then keep all those little things that make you you. So yes, that's yeah. Well, how am I doing so far? I mean, I got the crazy Brooklyn hat on, and we're getting drunk yeah. together. So that's well, that's what keeps me me. Are you? This is. Do you want to see my penis? <laughs> <laughs> always, <laughs> always, always. Well, look at look. Speaking of my penis. Mm-hmm. Robin Wouters was on a couple weeks ago, and he said that there has never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. Would you agree? Oh, I, I get his point. I get his point. 
So I think his point is that all great companies uh, have been started in a crisis, right? When the economy is at its worst, that's one when the companies that are going to last, you know, uh, for a while and, and or for a long time and going to be successful get started not in sort of the height of the uh, economy and and when everything is well right so so i get that part yeah um if it's like i i spoke to an entrepreneur a few weeks ago and he was sort of he was working on something and he said my heart just isn't in in it like I, mm. I have this thing i have the business plan i have the the account i have the name and the domain name and everything but i just don't feel it and then i said well just stop and don't do it and give yourself a few months off because like if there's ever a moment when you can just sit back and sit it out then it's now so right just so so i i guess there's two sides to the coin like mm. yes if if you have something that you want to start right now well do it because everybody's home they're bored you have their attention uh, you're the only one pitching to vcs probably because everybody's just staying home so yeah sure go uh, or or now or might be the don't. perfect time to figure out that you're bored of being a ceo of a media and conference company and you'd much rather build high-end custom furniture Cheers. with yeah. built-in antiquing. I seriously wonder. I, I, there's got to be millions of people rethinking their life right now, right? Because you're at well, home. You're staring at the ceiling. You're like, what am I going to do with my life? Is this... Well, it's funny yeah. you mentioned the I'm just not feeling it because, uh, to be honest with you, in the past year, I think I've picked up my camera maybe three times. Hmm. You know, I did a shoot for a friend, um, lovely woman. She's starting a new company. She said, I need some new headshots. I said, yeah, great. And to be honest with you, we haven't seen each other in months. So fuck COVID. I'll wear a mask. You wear a mask. And we did a shoot. And guess what? She is perfectly healthy. And so am I. For me, one of the biggest highlights of what I did, do, used to do, will do in the future, who knows, <laughs> is sex, drugs, and techno. No, I'm kidding. Um, is... <laughs> <laughs> You're is, not kidding. Is it, but, well, okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. Is lights, camera, action, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, and and we were talking about Sonder earlier and his uh, extra, extraordinary lighting and 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 design and and that's to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why I like the Next Web so much is because it was always a beauty to shoot. You know, it made my job yeah. easy. I mean, you give me a beautiful stage, all I got to do is you know open and close the shutter it's these yeah. events that give me like you know a cardboard background and like two spotlights and i go oh fuck how am i gonna make fuck. this look good how am i gonna make this yeah. look good when you come out on stage and you start juggling and then there's like uh, one of the netherlands like what netherlands has talent the the top guest comes out and sings something on this beautiful stage in the round at the chashauder that definitely makes my job a hell of a lot easier. But but I, I totally hear what you're saying, this entrepreneur. You know, I'm just not feeling it. I, honestly, I haven't felt it for 10 months now. But are you are, are you sort of reconsidering your career? Are you thinking like, well, maybe uh, I should do something else in photography? Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. If and when live events come back and... and You'll be back, yeah. Yeah, when you give yeah. me a call and say, hey, the event is on. We need you here. Man, I'll be there three days in advance. Don't get <laughs> yeah. me wrong. But, um, yeah. you know, to be honest, one of the reasons I do this podcast is, A, I get to talk to interesting people like you and, well, you. And um, another thing, you know, I, I hate to say this, but the, the, I, I would like to think the content is good. But the most commentary that I've gotten from, from these episodes is, dude, you have an amazing voice. You need mm. to do voiceover work. Mm. 
<laughs> Hello, and thank you for calling Movie Phone. If you know the film you'd like to see, press 1. Beep. <laughs> you did mention this earlier, or maybe I alluded to it. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I'm, I, I need more to drink. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you got Did you get another? You got another drink? Yeah, but I made this more myself. I made uh, myself a dry martini with the uh, three olives. Very nice. Cheers. It's about yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Can't beat Jack Daniels. Mm. If you were fired tomorrow, let's say the Financial Times comes in. They said, we heard your podcast. We've we heard Dan Taylor. <laughs> we heard Dan Taylor's podcast. You're fired. You're out of here. One penis was okay, but two or three, this is enough. Yeah. I think it's always better to stick to one penis. Well, depends on the situation. I mean, you know. So if you were fired tomorrow, what mm -hmm. would you do? With your untold riches, I understand, you know. <laughs> so, uh, um, all right. So so the honest answer is I don't know and I kind of like that. Mm. Like I, 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 don't have a, I don't have an alternative. I don't have a backup plan. And I, I, and honestly, I, I I would try to not do something for a while, because I know it's very tempting to just jump into the next thing. But then, I've been doing this for fifteen years now, full time. So um, like a break and not doing something for a while that would be pretty amazing for me. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Boris. I, I don't. I, sorry, but I like I, I was talking to my friend Nick today. Mm -hmm. uh, he said something about holidays and blah, blah, blah. I said, man, I've been on holiday for a year. What I need is to fucking work. You know, wait, wait a minute. You, you, have, have you been working I'm full speed? Yeah. I have. I mean, yeah. You but, have. But, it's full yeah, on. But that's, yeah, but the, that's the thing. Like, so let me see if I can explain this. If you're the CEO, like the, the main work is the responsibility, right? Mm, mm. Like, I, I, it's not that I work... Uh, I'll give you an example. So, like a few months ago, my I I, uh, I came home and my girlfriend said, uh, "You look uh, tired," and I said, uh, "I'm I'm exhausted." And then she said, uh, "What did you, did you do today?" And I said, "I had one phone call." And then she said, "How long did it last?" And I'm like twelve minutes. And uh, and but the the truth is, I I prepared for that call for like mm. four days. Sure. It was very yeah. stressful and intense. I spoke to a bunch of people. I had my notes there. I had the call. Everything went better than expected. I hung up. My I was soaking wet. Uh, my t-shirt, I needed a new shirt and I was exhausted. <laughs> and then, and but of course my, my girlfriend said, you had one phone call. I do 30 phone calls, right? Well, what the fuck are you talking about? And, and so, it's difficult to explain this to other people where you're like, oh, do you have to work hard? And like, well, sometimes it's just one phone call, right? But then mm. the whole responsibility and the depth and the the stakes of the one phone call were tremendous. And and so and that's not something you can take a break from either, right? So like the responsibility never stops. You, you take a weekends. break and people don't get paid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like and, and even if I, I, I could go on a holiday, if I come back and the shit hit the fan, then it's still my responsibility. And I can say, Well, I was on holiday. Doesn't matter. You're the CEO, it's your responsibility. So so I guess that's um in that sense I feel like I'm always at work. So what I'm hearing here is that between Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos and Boris, there's not much difference. <laughs> well, 
from a CEO point of view, not much difference. So uh, I just think it's difficult to explain uh, like the the stress involved with being a CEO. Yeah. Uh, because people say, oh, I, so you work really hard. And they're like, well, uh, I'm not sure if that's the, the best way to explain it, right? That's It's like yeah. uh, having responsibility for everything is can be very different from working very hard. I, I, I know a lot of people who work really hard, but uh, maybe they're, they have less stress than I do. Yeah. I don't know. But speaking of Jeff Bezos yes. and Elon Musk, mm-hmm. why is the next web not in the space race? When are you launching satellites? These are important questions our listeners want to know. Of course, it would make sense in the whole. So I, I think at one point when we had TNW, we realized uh, what we have is a brand with a, with a culture or um atmospheres like a a way of thinking that people like it resonates uh, and and there are several ways of of making money off of that or or just coming up with new products right so so uh, so at one point we launched the spaces like we hired a a, a spaces yes but that's not in space that's not in space no but like the spaces made sense at one point we're like well we have you know contact with our audience which is uh sort of um shallow but a lot right so so we have millions of readers but we don't really know who they are and they come around for like a minute to read an article and they're gone again then we have once a year we have very close and intimate contact because for three days they're there and they pay a lot of money and then we thought well if we have like a third thing which is a space then we can have them we can host them the whole year and interact with them the whole the whole day and they pay us rent and so it made sense to make that step and so of course getting to your point going into space would make sense at some point so i can neither confirm nor deny these allegations but uh, yeah sure why not uh-huh. okay well i happen to know a few engineers uh, i'm sure you've got your own but uh, these are uh, engineers of high quality experiences let's put it that way because anything the next web does it's it's not going to be on par speaking of which spaces my god i almost forgot to ask this <sighs> boris you yes. know i'm the best goddamn dj you've never heard mm-hmm. and i've <laughs> never been contacted by your booking agent to play the world's smallest disco. Well, (laughs) dear listeners, if you're not familiar with the world's smallest disco, it's a thing. And not only is it a thing, it's a thing that has been captured by Lush Cosmetics. True. (laughs) I forgot. But uh, that's that's the second part of the story. All right. So the story is that uh, once we got the space, so we have uh, uh, several buildings in Amsterdam now where we rent out space. And when we, when we got the first one, I said, I want to build a disco, a small disco, the smallest disco in the world, actually. So I, I took an old men's room and I put a smoke machine in it and uh, lasers and a music uh, installation, everything. And so 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can walk in there uh, <laughs> Push a button and the smoke machine will uh, fill the space. But, right. And you can uh, dance and hang out. And it's hilarious because like you'll walk in on a Tuesday at like 8.30 and there are people there just hanging out and dancing. And all day long, every day, always there are people. And the funny thing is that... Is there a house dealer? I mean, because every disco <laughs> needs a house dealer, right? Well, 
I, I I hope not. I, I, I or I I wouldn't know. I, I I can't I can't I can't comment on these uh, speculations. But uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure the thing you were referring to uh, is that so we had the space, the smallest disco, and then at one point like somebody from Lush. So I had Lush like well, like the cosmetics and and. Uh, bath bomb people uh, in there at one point and I showed them the thing and they really loved it and uh, somebody like high up at Lush uh, thought if we're going to build uh, our new office we're going to build a smallest disco as well we're going to make it slightly smaller than Boris's smallest disco yeah so it was sort of a, context, a contest yeah so so they did and then we had a new office, so I built an even smaller disco. So it was a so and but then they uh, created a bath bomb. So they have this thing called the bath bomb. It's like a like a soap kind of thing that you throw it in your bath, and then it spins, and it's and it's a fun thing to do. But they they created one called the smallest disco, and so it's inspired on my smallest disco. And you can throw it in your bath, and then. And it says in the descriptions, like if you throw it in your bath, then for like 15 minutes you have the smallest disco in your bath top. So so they they won, yeah, because they are now like I, I think they had like a batch of 500,000 of these things. So there are 500,000 smallest discos around the world, and uh, I I can't beat that. Yeah, they created it and they put it in sh- in stores, and then they told me, and and of course I went to a store and. Well, you can Im- imagine that this is, of course, this is my legacy, right? Walking into a Lush store and seeing the smallest disco bath bomb and just thinking, hey, I'm inspired someone to do that. How amazing is that? Boris, I have one last question for you because we have gone on and on and on and on. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to have to break this. You you are now the second guest I've had where I need to break this into two episodes. <laughs> the first was Christoph Solich. What do you personally do to support entrepreneurship? So... What I do, I, I think, um, so I already said I'm at Boris on Twitter and at Boris on Instagram. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I get a lot of people, like uh, entrepreneurs who uh, reach out and then uh, I, I go have a coffee with them or something. And and I've been that doing that for a long time. And like a few months ago, I was in a bar talking to an entrepreneur and uh, at one point, and he was talking me about his company like he had 500 people and was worth i don't know a billion and very successful and expanding internationally and it's all just i was just in awe right i was just slightly jealous even i was just like this guy right he really knows what knows what he's doing and then at one point he said uh, do you know why i started my company which is always an interesting uh, story of course so i i said why and he said well um i had a meeting with you and you huh. told me uh, that I should, and you inspired me to uh, just uh, go and do it. And you gave me a lot of confidence, and you paid for my coffee. And uh, so always uh, a plus. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yeah, I keep I, I hear these stories more and more now. So, um, yeah, that's always a, an incredibly proud moment when uh, when you can pay for somebody's coffee. <laughs> Well, if I like, uh, I write a lot. I, I do uh, talks at uh, universities or schools, even, and uh, always talk about entrepreneurship and about the downsides, but also the upsides. And every now and then, I bump into an entrepreneur who says, "Hey, thank you. I saw a, a talk or I read an article, and I uh, that inspired me to become an entrepreneur as well." And those are always uh, extremely humbling and gratifying moments. So, from what I've learned over the past hour or so, start a conference. 
get two sponsors, build a tiny disco, take lanyards to Brazil. The common theme in these three things. Yes. This is a true story and great advice, I think. Is these are all funny, right? These are all funny things. Like it's just like 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 these it doesn't sound like the stuff you'll learn doing an MBA or something. Build a small disco. Actually, that is in chapter 27 now. <laughs> Build a small disco. Well, the thing I've learned is that like everybody can do business with everybody. But if you can do business with like a boring person or a funny person that will make you laugh and appreciate life, well, you'll probably pick the funny person who appreciates life. And your readers, if they... Or your listeners, if they feel like, hey, Dan is having fun himself, right? This is just a joy to listen to. It will be God, nicer to listen to. Are we done yet? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which is a good segue into Boris. You know, We're almost out of time. I have three, three, well, I'll do it the Inglorious Bastards way. Three, three, wow. three questions I always ask guests on the way out the door, which are, now this is how I test your memory and how many cocktails you've had. What gets you out of bed in the morning? What are you most looking forward to? And any last thoughts? I guess getting out of bed in the morning is just... Um, so when I first got on the internet, I thought it was too late and everything was already invented. And that was 1996. And then after a few years, I realized like, wait a minute, maybe I'm sort of early. I think if you're starting today, you're still early. Nothing has been invented yet. We've only just been started. And being able to work on that, have an influence in that, being a player in that, is just amazing. That's the only question I remember. That's the only question I remember. Hang on, where are my notes? Oh, yeah. What are you most looking forward to? I think the first party with you. Just like Because that would mean that the world has returned to normal, right? If we can hang out at a party. Because that means that we can travel again like that's yeah so do you see why i like this guy so much folks man he knows how to butter me up all right boris one last question any last thoughts and make it a funny serious funny one <laughs> no, i got nothing i, I need no. another cocktail make your own cocktails yeah yeah start making your own cocktails that's uh i i think one of the things I, i've learned from my uh, designer at tnw actually uh, alexander you know alexander right so he started making his uh, own cocktails and he's doing a great job. And I realized like this is actually a fun thing to do because you can drink and it will feel like you know your shit. And it's really easy. You just like take two drinks and you throw them together and then suddenly you're it's more impressive than being a chef, which, which takes like an hour in the kitchen. So uh, yeah, make a cocktail. Okay, I know I said three questions, but I'm going to make it four. What is your most favorite cocktail? Honestly, and it's going to sound boring, but just like a dry martini and that the funny thing about a dry martini is that it's so simple and it's like the stereotype cocktail, but making a really good one is so much more complicated than you think. It's like, like you can, like a good chef asking a good chef, like a good chef will make, know how to like, like, uh, uh, fry an egg mm. and you're like, well, everybody can fry an egg. Actually, the simplest things are the hardest. Yeah. And if you get dry vermouth. Like, Gin yeah. and or, or a vodka, yeah. So, so of course, the, the, the plot thickens because you can make a gin or a vodka, you, mm -hmm. you can make a dirty martini or money penny. Would that be shaken or stirred? That's the thing, yeah. I made a stirred one just now, and not a yeah. So, yeah, 
there's a there's a cocktail bar in New York, and they make the driest martini in the world. So what they what have makes they, a they dry martini? A, How is it the dry vermouth or no? Just the uh, the amount of vermouth, mm. like the, the less vermouth, the drier they call it. So so at oh. one point you're just drinking vodka basically. So what they do <laughs> is they have like a spray can of uh, vermouth. Right. And they they spray it in the air, so uh, and in front of a, like a light, so there's like a cloud of vermouth. Then they sort of move the glass through the clouds, and then they pour vodka in it. This sounds like a crock of shit to me. No, it's a this, great show. This sounds it's like a good fancy. Story. Exactly. This sounds like <laughs> overly produced New York bullshit to me. Boris, we are out of time. Tell folks where they can find you on email. Tell the kids where they can find you on the social meds. And most importantly, tell me where I can find you on TikTok. All right. So it's just Boris. At Boris on Twitter. At Boris on Instagram. That's it. <laughs> at Boris. Boris at the next web. That's email. Boris at the next web.com. Boris on Twitter. Boris on Instagram. Boris on TikTok. Boris on Mars. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week. I am your host, Dan Taylor. This has been the Selected Podcast. We are the droids you're looking for. And I am out of here.